Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, there are a number of things in my life that uh, seem to be frustrating, mainly because I don't know much about how to do it. One of the frustrating things that I had is buying a car. Now, you know, the kids nowadays when they're 16, they think, well, this is what they're going to get is a car. And many of them do. But I got my first car when I was a senior in college. And I saw that beautiful 1954 Ford. Uh, a classmate of mine at Seward, Nebraska had it, and he was going to sell it. And it was, boy, the body was just beautiful. And so anyway, uh, uh, I bought it. And as I drove it and so on, then I heard this noise. Here I took it in, and he says, I'm sorry to tell you, I got bad news. And, and he said, what's that? And he says, you have a crack block. Well, what do I do? I said, I might as well just keep it. It, it ran all right. I just had to know what to do. Anyway, I got home after graduation, and, and there was a, a car dealer in uh, Winchester, Illinois, and he Part of his ministry, if you want to call it a ministry, he, he wasn't too far from St. Louis, Missouri. And he, uh, all, the, all the pastors and the teachers, uh, as they were going into the, into the work in, ch in the church, uh, went to this man, and he gave him a really good deal on a car. In fact, in 1950 or 1966, uh, he had over a million dollars at that time on paper from all these uh, students from the colleges in the, uh, of our church. Anyway, I, I took my dad along, which right now I say it was a mistake, <laughs> because I had my eye on a beautiful Malibu. In fact, uh, it was one of these uh, cars that, you know, the, uh, his, his mother had, and she ran around with it until they sold it and so on. It was a beautiful car. Well, uh, I ended up with a uh, Chevy Bel Air, uh, stripped down. And uh, here again, you know, at that time, back in 1966, I was, for about six months, I was, uh, I couldn't, I was sticker shocked because it cost me a whole $2,700. Nowadays, you know, you go to a car dealership, in fact, I paid car, I paid uh, probably 150% more uh, for a car than what I paid for my house in 1970-something. In so today I want you, and then here again, I just got one about two years ago. It had all the bells and whistles, and uh, in fact, I kept reading the, reading the owner's manual, and I still don't know what all this car can do. In fact, you know, it had uh, about five different cameras, and then there's a beep, and my wife asked, what's the beep for? I said, I don't know. Anyway, you know, it's the kind you look at the, at the mirror over there and it, it blinks so you know somebody's in your blind spot and all that stuff. Well, anyway, and then if you get off of that center line, it will go deep, 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 you know, and get you back on where it was. And driving home from about 40 miles from where I had the car dealership, I don't know how many times I, I was weaving back and forth. And uh, anyway, that night uh, I had a bad dream that I was going to, uh, I trashed it in the, in the ditch. But today, still, it's a wonderful car. 
But I want you to picture yourself for a moment walking into a local car dealership, and before your eyes, there are two vehicles on display, only two. And the larger of the two is a four-wheel drive, high-performance mean engine or mean machine. And it's not just any four-wheel drive, but the four-wheel drive, the one that experts are just raving about. And, of course, consumers all want. And everything about this driving machine is intimidating. The profile, the, the uh, performance, and also the price. Now, pack, uh, park right next to it is a metal monster, a beat-up, uh, uh, battered clunker, with a sign on the windshield that reads, nothing down, no interest, and no down payments, or monthly payments. And you know the kind that I'm thinking about. It's a, it's a car that's a, a, a joke around town. And as you look over the, this car, you think of Pinto, or you think of Hugo, or you think of Gremlin that comes to mind that just sends a chill up and down your spine. You'd rather die than be caught behind that wheel of that thing. And just imagine you say what your friends would, would say if they even saw you looking at it. And quickly you look away. And here you gaze again at the fixes of that mighty four-wheel drive marvel at, 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 uh, at how that dominates. And you can see yourself, and the salesman, of course, does that. You can see yourself behind the wheel. You would be the envy of all. And now that brings us to the epistle lesson for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost, because Paul is really outlining two revealed ways for heaven, to get to heaven. One through the law, and the other one through faith. There's one way to go, and only one way is available for nothing down, no interest, and no monthly payments. And on that matter of payments, the salesman kind of interrupts your dreams of grandeur, and he wants to know how much you can afford and how much you are willing to put down on that four-wheel drive and uh, what you want for monthly payments. Payments? You see, the law is a mighty machine. The law is fully loaded. It is perfect in every way. We said, heard that said in our epistle lesson today. Moses articulated the way of righteousness that is based upon the law in verse 5. You see, God's commandments that he has given to us are perfectly holy. But perfect, of course, is always pricey. Will you give up every unkind word forever? Or every covetous thought for the next guy's machine ever? Or every eye that looks too long at our neighbor's wife always? Or every priority that muscles out God without a slip-up? You see, you look intently at the sticker of that four 
by four and you're shocked. You can't afford that, no matter how badly you want it. And you know where you want to go. Or, and you know you can't get there on foot. You need some type of transportation. But if you went for that dream machine, you'd be making payments for the rest of your life. You'd be coming up short every month. And the law is backed with a lifetime warranty, a promise. It promises a righteousness for those who live by it and a relationship with the Lord for all who remain faithful to it. It truly does, as Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke, do this and you will live. It seems like it's a logical way to go, doesn't it? You want something, you have to pay for it. Nothing free can be any good. Truly, I think you've never been off-roading, and, and truthfully, you have never been off-roading. And there's no reason to believe that that stretch of road ahead of you won't be straight and smooth. Nevertheless, you heard of the harrowing experiences of hazards and the comfort of the conditions others encountered along the way that left them stranded, broken down along the side of the road. And you want to believe that your experience behind the wheel will be different. Your driving skills are better. And the technology and the performance of that mighty 4 by 4 are vastly improved. And besides, you console yourself that even if the salesman would give you that pint-sized, broken-down tin can on wheels and promise to fill it up with gas for the rest of your life, you wouldn't take it because you don't believe it can get you where you want to go. However, the law, exclusions apply. You see, the demand of the law is very simple. It's perfection. You count out those commandments that God gave to us, one through ten, and then the question is asked, have you done them or have you obeyed them perfectly? And failures to result in keeping them perfectly is penalties, entrance, and more payments on a no-time plan. It's eternal. And the law is not the way to go. Because, no, as you know, the no, no one is perfect. And there, no one is made righteous by observing the law. If you could do it, and let's say you, and you live 75 years, and that last 30 seconds you slip up, God says you disobeyed it all. You see, the law is quite the impressive driving machine. To this day, it, memor it mesmerizes the humankind. But those who live by the law discover sooner or later it's more than a machine that a man can manage. The demands of the law pinpoint our human inconsistencies, our weaknesses, our failures, leaving those behind the wheel frustrated, uncertain, and ultimately stranded by the middle of nowhere. 
You see, faith is the only reliable form of transportation. That other vehicle in that showman's floor has been always been despised and it's been rejected. Considered by many good for a little laugh. But what most people don't know or, or refuse to hear is that this tin can on wheels is the only way that to, would get us where we need to go and we want to go, and that's heaven. You see, faith requires nothing down. It comes free by hearing the word of God. There's no silver or there's no gold required up front. No down payment. Only the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And faith, of course, charges no interest. You see, Jesus did all the borrowing, including that boat from which to teach the many people that came to hear him. Or that donkey in which he was to ride on that Palm Sunday or the cross on which to die, and the grave in which to lie down for us and for our salvation. Everything the law required of us, Jesus fulfilled in our stead. You see, faith demands no monthly payments, because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ paid it all, the principal and the interest to declare you and me free by grace through faith. What do we do as a result of no payment at all? We do what we see in that video or what we know we should do, and that's what we call the Great Commission, go tell the world. And that's not a, a required repayment but it's simply because saving faith is never silent. It's personal, but it's never private. We want to share it. It's always active, confessing Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all the blessing that Paul incites in our, our text for this morning is for everyone. And he says, Jew or Gentile, Gentiles, us. And everyone who has ears to hear where it's taken others and the faith to believe in their hearts that, that it can also take them there can be saved. You see, faith is being sure what Jesus is only the way to go. Everything that the law has promised, Jesus fulfilled. Because of our fallen nature, Jesus provided his grace through faith in him. A righteousness and a relationship fully loaded with God's life everlasting bumper-to-bumper -bumper warranty. Now, it might seem unlikely that this battered old clunker being given away for absolutely free. But Jesus who was beaten up and battered, and faith which does nothing but trust in him is the way for you and me to go. And when it's we, we who are sent have been commissioned to communicate that good news that cost our Lord everything 
whether it be the rod and the, t- and the timber, the nail and the crown, the spear and the grave, that death was fully paid when Jesus said, it is finished. Saving faith is a gift that God gives to us that fuels our hope each and every day. And it gives that confidence which is ours full and overflowing through his word and through his sacraments. Amen.